Greetings, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold, and today's episode is going out a little late. You're like, yeah, duh. Um, I was traveling and I didn't have a mic with me and I like to do my intros the night before because it feels more immediate and also that way I can add anything that happened that week. For instance, I would love to announce the winner from the dry humping episode. Jennifer Boudreaux, I hope I said your last name correctly, you want a copy of dry humping. Congratulations! And I will say this, she was not the original winner. The first person that was picked didn't respond to my emails, which has happened one other time before. So if you are joining the mailing list in order to win giveaways, I suggest using an email that you actually use or actually check because you might lose out on free stuff because you just don't respond. Again, you can go to the website, which is listed in the show notes, sign up for the mailing list, and then you're good to go. You're automatically entered to win future giveaways, but make sure it's with an email address that you are actually going to check. That said, congrats to Jennifer. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy your book. I own a copy and I love it, obviously. I wouldn't have had her on the show otherwise. And obviously thanks to Tani for the giveaway. Okay, now I know you've heard this a million times, but now you're gonna hear it a million and one. If you have yet to rate or review the show, truly, what are you waiting for? It legit takes 15 seconds. Just please drop me five stars or leave a review and make my week. Give me something to post about. <laughs> okay, today's episode is part interview, part crime story, except that There is not a quote-unquote criminal. It's just a harrowing story from our guest's unfiltered perspective. Because if you're like me, you probably grew up terrified of an unwanted pregnancy or an STD, which we now refer to as STIs, although both terms get used throughout this interview. So if that is going to bother you, consider this your trigger warning. And also just please consider that it was done without malice. So today's guest is 21-year-old Sophie Miller. I first saw Sophie crying in a now very viral video where she talks about waiting for a diagnosis. She shares her experience and like symptoms and discomfort and her anxiety about wondering whether or not she has herpes. She has since been very vocal about her experiences and I wanted to have her on the show because I think that STIs, specifically herpes, carry a huge stigma. Despite the fact that more than half of the world's population has it. That's right, more than half of the world's population has it. And before we get into it, just a little reminder, neither one of us are doctors. (laughs) This is not that kind of episode. We're just two people having a really frank and vulnerable conversation about our experiences And while I hope that it is educational, my main wish is that it humanizes a common experience that we as a society have really shrouded in shame. And if you're new to the show, I hate shame, specifically in the bedroom or in our relationships. And if you're not new to the show, then you know that shame is kind of like my mortal enemy. So without further ado, please welcome Sophie Miller to Crimes of the Heart. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. I think you give me hope for the future. I think that what you're doing to like destigmatize something that has been so stigmatized in our world, which is so hypersexual, is really fucking cool. And I would love to learn a little bit more about your journey. So for those that don't know, I guess we'll just jump right in. You have HSV1. I do. Genitally, yeah. Yes. And there was a time very recently where you didn't. Yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it it happened just about a month ago. So what was dating like prior to having an STI? So I've been single for five years, love being single, um, and I've just been pretty sexually active, and I don't see anything wrong with that. It doesn't make me better or lesser to the woman standing next to me or better or lesser of a woman myself. A hundred percent? Yeah, as long as you're not like, seeking validation through hookups, all good, all good, you know? So yeah, just kind of hooking up, but then also just long-term situationships. Like I'm not as much into one-night stands as I was in college. So mostly recently just been like 
long-term situationships not leading into a relationship. And then I had one that recently ended. So I was like, okay, I'll just hit up this one guy that I hooked up with in the past. We knew each other all through high school. So we were like pretty good friends. And then um, that night, <laughs> I, I start like, yeah, it just happened like that. So question, when did you start dating? Dating. Like how long have you been sexually active or like dating oh. around? Ooh, I started, I was young. I was always very sexually curious per se. So I lost my virginity when I was 14. And then I've had like boyfriends through high school. Like I had three boyfriends and I haven't had a boyfriend since my junior year of high school. I'm now um, 21. So college was all pretty much one night stands. And I never had an STD until herpes though. So in the seven years that you've been having sex, have you ever been with a partner that's told you about whether or not their diagnosis? No. So you've gone seven years and no one's ever told you that they have herpes? No, I never, I didn't know anything about it. Like until I got it, I thought that it was something that you're always going to visibly have. Like for the rest of your life, you're just going to have sores all the time, everywhere. I I, like knew nothing about it. So when I'm like Googling, I have this on my body. You know, when you have like a stomach ache and then you go on Google and it's like, what do I have? And it tells you that you're dying. But obviously, yeah, you have like, stomach you know, cancer. You're not- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that with herpes. I'm like Googling. And it's like, oh, you probably have herpes. And I was like, okay, like that's like over exaggeration. I don't have it. Like probably just some ingrown hairs. Google's just doing that to me again. No, I had herpes. Yeah. <laughs> like that was like the one time it was just actually preparing me for what was going to happen. Yeah, that that was the one time it was right. So, yeah. <laughs> do you know what the stat is on like how like one in is it one in 3? I found so many different ones because it's like there's probably so many people that have it and just aren't even tested for it or don't know that they have it because it lays dormant so it's like so many different stats i but i do know that 67 percent globally people have it which is more than like more than half of the world yeah so it is pretty wild that you went seven years and no one ever told you nothing nothing no one ever told me like i know my best friends who've had stds before like chlamydia and stuff but i personally never got it and i didn't know of it any of my partners that had anything. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so then your situationship ends and this is like a guy friend that had been like kind of circling or in the ether. Yeah, like we we hooked up before and we've known each other throughout high school. We were were always like, we're friends. Yeah, just homies. Yeah, and why don't you tell me a little bit about that night, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Right, yeah, so things ended like the day before with me and this other guy. And then that guy texted me that night and he was like, hey, you want to come over? It's been a while. And he's been hitting me up for a while now. And I was like, no, no, no. And finally I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) Like, all right. Um, So yeah, I went over and we watched like that new Winnie the Pooh peacock. It was, don't watch it. It's terrible. Don't do it. It's really bad. And so yeah, then. How, how, how long did you make it through that movie? Like 20 minutes? Not even. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I love I love so the bad. idea of like, hey, the, the real Netflix and chill. It's like, hey, let's yeah. pretend to watch a movie for approximately 15 to 20 minutes before we hook up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we had like some wine. We played heads up. <laughs> you like know the uh, game. That, that's like, fun. Very sexy getting in the mood. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I don't know exactly what happened, but at some point things just started going and then um, ended. And I took off. I was like, okay, that's like my go-to. I don't like sleepovers. I don't love cuddling. Sometimes I just want sex. Dap you up. Good night. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I went on my way. And then I'm on my way home. And I'm like, something doesn't feel too good. Oh, it was immediate. It was immediate. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was immediate. And then I went home and I peed. And I was like, ooh, that doesn't feel great. So then the next day I went to urgent care because I thought I had a UTI like it was hurting just so bad and then it hurt like I got the meds for UTI and um they didn't work like so I was thinking oh this is probably something way worse so it's two days into the meds I'm like the UTI meds they're not working so I wasn't thinking of anything else at this point uh, that it could be anything else I'm 
make an, appo- an appointment at my gyno because the UTI meds aren't working. So I'm uncomfortable. Urgent care probably didn't give me the right thing or that it's something worse going on. So yeah, I made the appointment at my doctor. And then like the day after is when I started having sores. So I was like, okay, well, good thing I have my doctor's appointment because probably need to get this checked out too. And yeah, I went in and I'm like telling my doctor all my symptoms, which has just been like, I my right lymph node was swollen and it hurt to pee and just feeling like really gross under the weather. And I said like, now I have like sores and they hurt. And she was like, yeah, no, that sounds like herpes. And in my, I was like still in disbelief at this point. I was like, you didn't even look. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, she's just like, it's just the, what, it's like scare factor. It's like, okay. And then, um, yeah, she like took a look because it was also my first annual pap smear. Never had that before. You get to oh, go. Wow, welcome. <laughs> yeah, so once you turn 21, you get welcome to the pap smear club. So got that. And then, yeah, she swabbed the sores and was like i can tell you right now it's herpes and i said okay and then she's like talking me through everything and i was just like so in shock that i didn't ask any of the questions that i needed to i still didn't know how it worked i remember thinking because i had to go to work after and i remember yeah no it was a crazy crazy day i remember like at work just writing in my notes all the questions that i needed to ask like if i have it genitally does that mean that because it's HSV-1, does that mean if I have present sores, can I still not kiss somebody? Like, I knew nothing. So right. I was like well, part wait, of the stigma all the way. Well, how did you find out? Did she know just by looking at it that it was HSV-1? No, no. So the, it came back in the culture when they swabbed it. Just because you have like the sores genitally, that doesn't make it HSV-2. Or just because you have sores, like cold sores, Orly, that doesn't mean that it's HSV-1. It's just more common in those places. Yes. So did you yeah. notice that guy having a cold sore when you hooked up? No. I think I think that he, because he could have given it to me like sexually too. Because it's like just because you have it on your genitals and you like spread it to me, I'm, I'm not automatically going to have HSV-2. So but if I were to transmit it to somebody, it would still be HSV-1. Right, um, right, right. So, but you didn't see anything is, I guess, what I'm getting at. Yeah, no. I talked to my doctor about that. I said, if I saw anything, obviously I wouldn't have engaged. And she was like, well, here's the thing about guys. And I was like, here we go. And apparently guys can get like one or two sores and then they go away on their own. Like because like the sores themselves just go away. And then they think nothing of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's more common than like... like- yeah, they just don't even – they don't follow up. They won't go get it tested. They won't go get it looked at. They're like, oh, that was a weird thing that happened. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, maybe I just had like ingrown hairs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you go to the guy now. She tells you right then and there you have herpes and you just go into shock. Like what is your mind doing at that time? Yeah. Oh, I remember just like the what I thought was the worst happened at that time and I'm just I didn't cry until she left the room I just didn't know what to think I had so many things going through my mind like who's gonna ever want to be with me I'm gonna have to tell every single person that I am dating that I have herpes now and I remember like how am I gonna have kids just so many things going through my mind I was just devastated like felt like I was tainted and at the same time like grieving the lifestyle that I used to have before yeah Yeah. it's weird it's like I think it's so hyperbolic but it feels like a death sentence like and I guess it is it's the death of that life that you were leading but it is so wild because it is not a death sentence you know no it's just that we've built STIs up in our country and just our culture to be this thing that is so awful and evil that it just really, like, I can imagine how awful and terrified you probably were. Yeah. And it's still like one of those moments where it's hard to pinpoint exactly what I was feeling because it was like a, a little bit traumatic that I blacked out. I don't really remember a lot of what I was I just blanked. My mind was going everywhere. Only thing I remember is when I got back in my car after she 
told me that I had herpes and there were so many people in the cars next to me that it was like I'm bawling and eventually I just had to like drive my car into some like random place so I could actually talk but I was just a mess like a mess I'm sorry you went through that but I'm glad that you're feeling better now yeah yeah very much yeah did anybody know that you were going through this like did you tell anybody hey I think I have this thing going on like before you went to the doctor yeah so one of my best friends she's a nurse uh well she's in nursing school yeah yeah so i'm sending her all of these pictures and we're just on like deep google for days and she's like trying to be like i, th- I don't think it's herpes like i think it's and i'm like no it is it is i'm just gonna make my peace with it now and she's like no it could be any of these things i'm like no, with herpes, I'm like sending her pictures of like what it looks like. I couldn't do that to anybody else. Like it was not a pretty sight to see. So that's like one of like a best th- like best friend thing kind of do. Did um the guy that you hook up with ever text you or hit you up? He didn't know he had it. So I told him and I called him and I said, hey, this is not a fun conversation for you or me. But uh, I have herpes and I wasn't going to be like, you gave me herpes. Like you can come to that conclusion yourself. But I have herpes and I also like I wasn't mad at him because the way that he's going to feel now, knowing that he has herpes is the way that I felt 24 hours before. So I'm not going to make it any worse for him and be mad at him when he didn't even know. It's like I was just like just go to go get tested he just felt so bad he felt so bad he said i'm so sorry i'm i can't believe it's like i'm so so sorry like please don't hate me whatever i said i don't just like go get tested yeah he got tested he was positive but he didn't know and you don't really think to go get tested for specifically herpes like when you go get tested for stds you think you're getting tested for everything and you're not. Yeah, they specifically don't test people for herpes because the psychological damage it does is so extreme that they leave it off of your routine STI panel. And that should tell you everything you need to know about how we have stigmatized specifically that virus in our country. Because it's incurable. Like you hear it's not curable and you're like everything else, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, you can cure it. Yeah. It's just because it's not curable that it, that's it's it's scary to hear. Yeah, but neither's mono. Exactly. And and by the way, you know that's the same family. I didn't. I did not know. Yeah. That. Mono, Epstein Barr, all in the herpes family. So it's it's just it's it's interesting how mono is this type of thing that goes around also in college and no one seems to vilify it in the same way, mm. but it is part of the same family. Man. Yeah. I didn't. I did not even know that. I know a lot of very weird facts about illnesses. Um, I love it. I'm yeah, here for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes you think. Okay, so you're at work and you're like compiling this list of all of these questions. I mean, hats off to you that you were able to work that day. That's that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot. Did they give you anything for? pain so they were going to give me lidocaine but my insurance didn't cover it so i went without that wait what yeah um so i ended up getting just the uh, valtrex i got that but then i went to work i work in a medical facility where we have lidocaine like blt cream so i just stole some went to the bathroom and was like it was more potent than the lighted five percent lidocaine that i would have gotten so that helped anyway that is insane yeah that you weren't able to get pain management because it wasn't covered by your insurance yeah no it was it was really bad it was bad for like a week really okay man just the sores or just everything that you had before just the sores so the timeline is like Monday is when I started seeing the sores um, and I made the appointment at my gyno. I went in on Wednesday and then I had herpes and then I worked Thursday. I always have Fridays off and then Friday is when I started sleeping the whole weekend. Like I slept 11 hours Friday, 11 hours Saturday and 13 hours on Sunday. I have it all like, you know, your Apple Watch tracks how much you sleep. It was crazy. Right, because you felt kind of like fluish, yeah? I was, yeah, I mean, not at that point either. I was just so tired. Like, you know when you first wake up in the morning 
and your eyes are like half open. You're like trying to text one of your friends and you're misspelling things and you have to delete and then go back and you're just so tired. I would just keep sleeping. I would wake up. It's like I just never felt well rested. I'm just constantly tired. It was bad. Got it. Got it. Okay. And um, let's call your friend Bobby. Is that cool? Sure. Just, yeah. Just want just want to make sure that's not his accent. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm like, let's call him Mike. You're like, let's not call him Mike. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. So you tell Bobby, and I'm impressed. It sounds like such an evolved conversation. Like the fact that you didn't take it out on him speaks volumes about your character. The fact that he responded in kind speaks volumes about his character. He goes, gets tested. He finds out, of course, he also has herpes. Do you guys lean on each other? Do you talk about it? Do you, or is it more of a, mm, we haven't really talked since? Yeah, we haven't talked since. I should, I should be like, how are you? Like, but we have, we just haven't talked. I mean, cause he, I called him and then he said, well, I have to work. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get tested. And then it took him like five days to get tested and then another three days and yeah. And so he so, waited. Yeah. I'll find the text of like what he said because he felt so bad. I felt bad that he felt bad. Um, he just said, like, I feel I feel so bad. I've been sick to my stomach ever since you told me. And he said, um, I appreciate you telling me it means a lot. I know it just bothers me because the last time I had sex was almost two months ago. Like, I'm not very active. So it baffles me that it's gotten to me and you which I know you haven't been active much either. So I just wish I knew before. I said, you don't have to be super active to get it. So many people have it. But yeah, you probably, because he was thinking that he never had like an outbreak. He said that he thought that they were ingrown hairs. So it makes me think like maybe he did, but you just didn't go and get checked out. But nothing we can do about it now. Right, right, right. It's There's no point in getting mad about the past because it won't change the future. Exactly. So we don't know what Bobby's up to. Okay, interesting. Mm-mm. I haven't talked about this yet. The guy that I had the situationship with, I thought that he could have given it to me. I didn't. There was a time when I first had herpes when I didn't know who gave it to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like it comes with a invitation letter. No. Yeah. I didn't. I was because there was Bobby and then we'll say that there was um, Freddie. Okay. So Freddie was the situationship guy and he could have given it to me. He could have given it to me orally because I was thinking, oh, I have HSV1. Maybe he has it orally because Bobby didn't go down on me. Freddie did. I understand why Freddie was more long term then. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I, I feel so bad for this still. I was like, hey, like maybe you should get tested. And I put him like through so much mental agony waiting for these test results to come back. And he didn't have it, which was good. But at the same time, we were really only talking for a few days just about the herpes tests. And then all of a sudden he didn't have it. I was like, really relieved about that. So happy for you. Have a good one. And yeah, we haven't talked since, but we weren't talking since the situation ended anyway. And so then it was like, okay. But I still felt like it was Bobby from the beginning just because of how my body reacted immediately right after yeah yeah that is i mean it was fast it was yeah super quick i have a question for you and i don't want this to sound judgmental i'm genuinely curious so it sounds like to me you don't use condoms i didn't no i was very it was kind of like i've gone pregnancy wasn't a option fear. for me yes oh, okay yeah uh, it wasn't a fear because i never i've had the same birth control for so long i've never had any issues so i knew that it worked very well and at the same time i've gone so long without getting an s seven years without getting an std so i was like i think i'm a pretty good pick and chooser and i don't know why like my parents always very much instilled condoms with like for me to use my mom, especially because HIV was very much a thing and growing up where she was and all the friends that she had. And it was very scary then and still is now. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, condoms, just I wish I were more more strict about my usage of them and going forward, obviously, because it's like it doesn't make a difference whether feel like feeling wise, whether you use them or not. Not really. No. No, it really doesn't. So just do it. Yeah. I'm, again, it's not a judgment. It's a, 
I also was like that for yeah. when I was your age, which makes me, holy fuck, saying that sentence makes me want to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> when I was your age. No. <laughs> but truly, like when I was your age, like I didn't either. And now it's so routine for me, which is, I think, honestly, a habit from I, I just went through this phase where like every guy I would have sex with would insist on using a condom and then it became habit for me. And then now it's like, yeah, I, I definitely want to use a condom. And so they're a huge part of my sex life. But I, you know, I haven't been 21 in a minute. And so I'm just so curious about like the culture around that in college, out of college. Like, is that a conversation? Do most people bring it up? Or is it more like, hey, when was the last time you had sex? Are you clean? Yeah, I'm clean. Or, you know? Right. So, yeah. Because I feel like when I was younger, it was more just like, mm, this isn't the last time I had sex. Like, nothing's been weird. And he'd be like, same. And I'd be like, okay, cool. So then we can like fuck without a condom. Yeah. It was, it's just like, nobody had them on that. I just, Nobody had them. I if, I don't know how to explain it. It just felt the last I had sex with a condom recently. And I remember him pulling it out and my reaction was like, wow, good for you. Because it's been so long that like people don't around my age don't use them. Personally, I've never bought a condom before. I've never gone to the store to buy condoms. Like either the guys have it or they don't. But recently, yeah, this one guy pulled it out. I was like, go you. Because it's just really... People don't, they assume everything's fine, everything's good. There are a lot of very cool options now that deliver. Oh. So you never have to go buy them. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I had like, this company, Gems, J-E-M-S, on. They're okay. dope. I mean, there's a lot of like really amazing. I also like use this brand, Lola. Both of them are- I love Lola. Yeah, yeah. Like natural condom companies. They deliver. They're discreet. So Gems is like only silicone because some people have allergies to latex. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there are lots of options. I'm not trying to sell you on condoms. <laughs> <laughs> but I personally think it is cool. Like, I actually think it's cool that there are companies doing that because I just want it to feel like more accessible and more normal, you know? Yeah. I think if, if you can take the stress and anxiety off of getting an STI or pregnancy, it just makes sex more enjoyable. Yeah. And like the conversations before, like, I would have conversations all the time about what do you like in bed? What don't you like? You would. And now I and now I can incorporate like, when was the last time you manifested? And like all of that because I'm so open about having conversations, sexual conversations with men and like talking to my girls about it and everything. But it's like I was it never talked about actual sexual health. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, wow. So you, before you have sex with partners, you'll be like, what are you into? Yeah. Because it's like, I want to make it enjoyable for the both of us, even though this is something that I would do. It's so funny. I would take, when I would go to a guy's house, I would take my vibrators with me. Be like, he's not going to get the job done. Girl. <laughs> so would, no shit. No fucking shit. Okay. I have this one vibrator that is, it's like this small. It looks okay. like it's like fit like the palm of your hand. I swear by it. And the perfect thing is it fits in every purse. So anytime I go on a date, I put it in there and mm -hmm. I'll just whip it out. And then guys mm -hmm. are always like, whoa, they find it yeah. hot. I mean, if yeah. if a guy didn't find it hot, it would be like such a massive red flag that I would be I like, hate, no. Yeah. I hate when guys get threatened by toys in the bedroom. Like, why do you need that? Why do you need that? I can do that. Okay, oh. sure. Then you start <laughs> vibrating, my dude. <laughs> Let me see you wiggle. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Faster. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, sorry, your fingers are not moving that fast. <laughs> no. Oh, but yeah, I've very been like very sexually vocal and empowered, but just not in the way that's probably the most important. And now, you know, I am, but it's still hard to still kind of figure out who I'm going to talk about. It's still nerve wracking in a way. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. The reason why I, I made a point to ask you about how long you'd been having sex and how many people had ever told you that they had an STI was to show what you're now up against. That Oh, shit. yeah. If 67% of people have herpes, right? 
you have more than a 50% chance of hooking up with somebody who does have it, and yet no one's going to tell you. But you're the outlier. You're walking around having these open, honest, frank conversations with people, and you're doing that with the burden of shame. You're doing that with the burden of feeling like you have this scarlet letter or whatever those feelings you felt in that doctor's office. Now, I'm sure you've worked through those feelings, but it yep. that is a stigma that our society has like put on on people. And so it's very brave because you could easily not have said a word. You could yeah. not be on this podcast. You could be walking around having sex with anyone and everyone, no condom, and pretending like you don't have it. Yeah, no, but that's not a – no, I don't want that. I've, I've been having people reach out being like, you know, you don't have to disclose if you're not having an outbreak. And it's like – but you do. Like, I still got it. From somebody who didn't have an active outbreak. I'm not, uh, yes, I'm not advocating <laughs> that you, you do that, but I'm just saying that there are multiple routes that you could have taken and you have chosen the one that I think is the most ethical, but it's also brave. It takes a lot of courage to go on a date with someone that you don't know very well. You know, first dates are first dates. And then yeah. if you want to have sex with somebody after a first date, you're now having a pretty intimate and personal conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, we weren't. Uh, so the first date went well. We had a lot in common. And then it was like a few days later, I went over to his place. We were watching some documentary and like things were starting to get heavy, but not too heavy. My clothes were still on. His clothes were still on. And then I was like, okay, let's tell you something. And so I told him and he was just very shocked didn't have much to say afterwards like did it didn't want to touch me with a 10-foot pole like very taken aback and then all of a sudden it was like well I have to wake up super early in the morning so I was like for sure <laughs> and um yeah so then I left and I didn't I didn't do anything wrong maybe I I probably threw a bunch of information at him really quick like that was the first time I ever disclosed to somebody so maybe i didn't go about it the best way possible i don't really know but i think the he was fact very... that you did it is the best way possible like at the end of the day you had the conversation yeah yeah and um then he texted me recently and was pretty much just like thanks for telling me i don't think anything less of you but i don't see things moving forward right now and i was like no problem <laughs> okay uh, wow I'm sorry. I bet that was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, kind of. He wasn't working with much anyway, so it kind of like didn't bother me that much. But like, I feel like, you know, it it was just like okay. It it, it would suck a lot more if it was somebody that I would had a lot more feelings for. It was very very attracted to, and then got like that. But I feel like the first time disclosing was with the right guy and it wasn't like such like a downer like heartbreaker so i feel like that actually went pretty well for the way that it turned out yeah totally okay so how long between finding out that you had herpes it healing then when was the next time you went out on a date it was a quick turnaround like a month everything within a month i went on a date and told this guy and What's up, everyone? I'm Delaney Fisher, comedian and serial entrepreneur. And I'm Kelsey Cook, comedian and, I swear this is real, a world champion foosball player. <laughs> On our podcast, Self Helpless, we dig into everything from heartbreak to career burnout to the wild stories from our 20s and the many anxieties we've experienced along the way. We're often joined by guests who range from celebrities to renowned health experts. And together, we'll unpack big topics like deciding whether or not we want kids, building your dream career, strengthening self-trust, and much, much more. So join us every Monday for an unfiltered, entertaining, and honest conversation with friends where you don't even have to leave your house. If you're not wearing pants, we will never know. That's right. So listen to <laughs> Self Helpless wherever you get your podcasts. How did your friends react? So I only had one person. It was when it was first blowing up the video when he called me and was like, hey, you should probably take this down. And I was like, no. And he was like, I'm going to tell you this as a friend. Like, you should take the video down. I said, no, like, um, if you read the comments, I'm like actually helping people and doing something good. And he was like, all right, buddy, like, 
good luck with that and then hung up and so i blocked him on everything and my other friends have been very very nice just super cool i haven't had an issue with them but then later that night i went out for one of my friend's birthdays and i saw him out and all of his friends too and they're like yeah i just I don't get why you would do that. I don't understand why you'd post that. And then I had one of the one guy come up to me and be like, man, if you didn't have herpes, I'd fuck the shit out of you. And then he continued to like hit my vape. I just thought that that was like kind of funny that I could have had like oral herpes and whatever. Like, dude, you're so stupid. I wouldn't have had sex with him anyway. So it's like, okay, I'm thanks. obsessed with you. <laughs> like, seriously, like what? what's your... Herpes or not, you still couldn't have gotten it, whatever. But yeah. So it's mostly guys. Guys gave you the pushback in being vocal about it. All guys. Every guy. I've not had one girl that I've been friends with come for me. Have like, I've had only girls that I haven't even talked to in years reach out to me. Be like, hey, I saw that you saw your video. And I just want to say like, I'm so proud of you. All guys is are the ones that have an issue with it. Okay, yeah, we need we need to investigate that because obviously there's something you're doing that is very threatening. In my comments with the first video, the first video that has over like 10 million views, all the comments are women. Every it's like 99% women. And then I will have maybe one or two guys DM me every day, one or two, but they won't comment and they'll reach out to me, be like, thank you, I have herpes or men don't really talk about it. Wow. That's yeah. well that's okay so that's interesting because I've had two men tell me that they have herpes. Real yeah, no. Nope. But the difference is one I'm older than you. I think that's probably a factor and two I now have this podcast. So I talk very openly about a lot of things and not a lot throws me. There's not a lot yeah. you're going to like to to shake me. And the second guy only told me because I had told him that I ended up I was with a man for a long period of time who on our second date disclosed that he had herpes. And I was with him for a very long time and I never got it. And I know that because I get tested regularly, blah, 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 blah. And then in that conversation, this man that I had been having sex with for several months, now we'd only ever used a condom, but still that doesn't mean that. But still, yeah. Yeah. He also disclosed that he has it. And I also know that I still don't have it because I got tested a month ago and haven't had sex with either of them since. But it is wild how uh, the first person, that the, the, the first guy, part of the reason why I trusted him so much is I knew that when he told me it meant that I could trust him, that he would have uncomfortable conversations with me, that he was prioritizing my health, safety, and security over his potential embarrassment or potential rejection. You know, the mental math that I did during that conversation, I was like, oh, this is a partner who is going to let me know if Mm -hmm. he feels an outbreak coming on. Because Mm -hmm. he has already told me before we've even had sex, and he didn't have to. Right. I feel like women are more receptive to that too. Again, haven't had that much experience telling men, but... I feel like, like, I mean, did you have a stigma around it before he told you or were you pretty familiar with what herpes was at that time? That's a great question. I do think I had a stigma around it for sure. And I think it would be safe to say I still do. That's, that's because I've lived my whole life with it being projected at me, right? I don't, just because you know something doesn't mean that you can totally undo it. It's kind of like racial bias, right? Like I want to say like, I try and live my life a certain way, but I also know that there are probably things that affect my perspective that I'm unaware of. So it's like, I think you kind of constantly have to be checking yourself and doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, I feel like the same way with me with kind of everything, right? Not, yeah. not just like STIs, not just feminism, not just racism, not any of the isms. Right. Um, but being with him, I will say this, the first time he had an outbreak, I freaked out privately, not publicly. But once we got over that, it wasn't really an issue. He also went on Valtrex prophylactically and then like never had an outbreak. Hmm. So he started taking it every day and then literally just never had another outbreak. Okay. 
Yeah, I started taking it every day. I missed a day, I think, a few days this week, actually. Which <laughs> which brings us which brings us to now. <laughs> but I'm having my second outbreak. How did you how did you know? Like how did you know that it was coming? Or what's the what how do you feel different? I didn't know. I just slept again. I slept all day yesterday. But ever since having my first outbreak, I've been very I've been much more aware of my downstairs area and check it out a little bit more, you know, make sure everything's good. And so I've been sleeping a lot again. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, and it seemed just like two little bumps. But maybe I'm just freaking myself out. Maybe it is an angle here. I don't even know. But yeah, I mean, it would make sense if it was an outbreak just because of how much I've been sleeping again. All right. Well, I think you're in a very specific window where you're pro- like you're learning your body and you're learning about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of to be expected. I do have three dates coming up in a row. I mean, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Get a girl. Yeah. I'm not letting the I'm not letting rejection stop me. Nor should you. I mean, Mm-mm. you're also so public about this. Yeah, I didn't want to be, but it just so happened that there was no turning back. So now it's like I'm glad that I am because I am very thick skinned too. I don't really let anything get to me, especially because it's like men. And don't get me wrong. I don't think that I don't think of men as lesser than at all. You'll get there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know, right. You know what I have learned is God gives the biggest dicks to the dumbest motherfuckers. And so, and it's so upsetting. Okay, hold on. I need to calculate. Okay. Ah, uh, I'm trying. I'm thinking of all the dicks I've been with. I think when I say biggest, I think girth, like length. Oh, oh, okay. Girth wise, well, because I feel like girth does it more than length ever will. Like that personal opinion. I mean, you know, the guys can have the preference, like ass or titties, like girth or length. I'm going yeah. girth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I for sure. I would go curved, like a hooked. Hooked I gets go, me every time. <laughs> heck yeah, I I can get behind that. Yeah, it's just the comments really don't bother me. I know the facts about it. I know that like I'm a catch, but at the same time, it's understandable because it's hard. Because if you asked me two months ago if I would date somebody with herpes, I would have said no. So it's like I get where you're coming from, but like, hear me out. You know, like hear me out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I mean, I think that you are oddly wise for being 21. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. So what do you wish that people knew about herpes they don't seem to know? Just because you have sex with somebody that has it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Especially, like I talked about this to you, if if we are aware of our status, we're going to take those extra precautions so you don't get it. Like, I feel like you're more likely to get it from somebody who doesn't know that they have it than somebody who does. That's just, that's how I feel. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Because the person that knows is, I mean, hopefully, going to act accordingly. And the person that doesn't, Mm -hmm. it just has no idea. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Have you talked to your parents about this? Do they know about your TikTok? Okay, so the first person I called was my dad. And my dad and I, we've always been very, we've always had great, a pretty good relationship, very good open communication. So I've called my dad and I was like, I have herpes. And I'm just like sobbing. And he's like, calm down. (laughs) I know his heart was in the right place, but he invalidated my feelings. He was like, you're crying over nothing. It's not a big deal. I was like, nobody's going to want to be with me. Like, nobody's going to love me. He was like, you know, my best friend has herpes, right? I was like, no. He was like, yeah. And he's been married twice. He's been married and divorced and remarried. Like, it's fine. Like, you know that grandma gets cold sores on her lips? I was like, no. (laughs) It's like, yeah, grandma has herpes. Not the same kind, but it's not that big of a deal. And then I told my mom. I was really scared to tell her. Why were you really scared to tell her? It's always been different. Like, we've never really had conversations about sex or anything. That's just not our thing. Dynamic, Um, yeah. Yeah. So, especially because I remember I was like, I'm going to the guy now. I think I have a UTI. She was like, have you been wearing condoms? And I was like, yeah. And I looked her dead in the eye and said yes. 
then I had to, you know, kind of tell her I lied. But uh, yeah, so I was like, wow, I had my first pap smear. And oh, by the way, I have herpes. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then at that point, I kind of made peace with it too. And was like, no, it's like really okay. It's fine. She said, just don't tell anybody. Like that's nobody's business. Don't tell your friends. I wouldn't even tell like, don't, especially don't tell your sister. Like don't tell anybody. I was like, okay. Knowing I posted that TikTok at the time, but it wasn't, it didn't quite go anywhere yet. And then a week later, when the video was at like 7 million views, and then I just did an interview with NBC. So I was like, oh, I think I have to tell her now. So I go downstairs and I said, I was like, mom, I did something and I'm really proud of it, but I did a really good thing. And she was like, what did you do? I was like, don't be mad at me. All, every time you hear that from a kid, you're like, oh God. And so I said, um, so I posted a TikTok about me having herpes. She said, Sophie, you know, she was more worried for me and she's come around a lot and she's very proud of me now. But at first it was just so, so scary telling them. I thought they would be well, so disappointed. I think, I mean, look, I'm not your mom and I don't know what her what the drive was behind what she said. But to me, my instinctual reaction was, yeah, she was just trying to protect you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I feel and like you're disrupting, yeah. you're disrupting the norm, which, ne it, which we need. But yeah, I don't think any mother wants to see their child the face of something that could potentially hurt their feelings. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what she was, where she was like, and she's still kind of scared about my dating life and everything with that. But she just told me, you know, it's just going to be a good dating filter now. And I said, yeah. It will be, which is good because I like even before I got herpes, I was I was ready to settle down with somebody, but I kept staying with the people that didn't want a relationship. And I would be like, yeah, no, me neither. Same. No, yeah, I did. And then I would pretty much be their girlfriend without the title and they would still be going on dates. I would still be going on dates. But we had such like a strong connection that we were like each other's number one. And I'd be cleaning their apartment. And it was just that happened for like a year where I would just since 2020, I've been in these situationships like this without having an actual relationship. So it's like now I'm I think that I like have to, which I'm like happy for. But I also feel like it might be a little harder now. You know, this is like the big sister in me, but it's like I think there's a very cliche phrase where it's like we accept the love we think we deserve and yeah. it sounds to me like you know what you want but you were compromising your own boundaries to get something that looked similar to it but wasn't actually it and the longer you do that the more you do chip away at your own self-respect right and now you're not yeah. doing that you know like I think yeah. that it's great and empowering and you're you've done like a full 180 and it also sounds like you have a lot more self-love now. Now that might just be, that might not be accurate. I don't know. But it sounds like this has forced you to really fortify yourself in a way where moving forward, you seem very strong and very brave and capable and like you're going to set terms that you're not willing to cross anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this has been the longest and keep in mind it's been like a month this is the longest i've been without sex in a very long time just because i've had someone that i was consistent with even though it wasn't a relationship but i would always have one person that i would just be consistent with even though it wasn't a relationship but it's like i i'm such a giver and i would just i have such like a big heart that i would still like treat them as if they were my boyfriend and then i would mm -hmm. get like the bare minimum and it's been like that for so long and it's just i liked having a person is what i like realized having just a person that i'm comfortable with even if it's like not a relationship but yeah. now it's not it's been five years and i i'm ready i want a boyfriend I've, as much as I've been saying, like, I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. But that's when I was, like, doing my, my thing. But it's like, <laughs> I want a boyfriend now. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give you unsolicited advice. And it's Please. that I very relate to that position. I was like that a lot. I give a lot when I'm in relationships, but it came at the expense of my own self. You know, like, yeah. you have hopes and dreams and goals and things that you want. And in those times where you feel like, God, I just want to be loved or I just want to have a person, I just want to remind you that you do. You are your own person. You are yeah. your own number one. And take all of that energy that you would give to somebody else and start giving it to yourself. Because I think mm -hmm. that you have a lot to give to the world. 
And I don't know what your like aspirations are for career, travel, family, all of these things outside of dating. But instead of giving that energy to your love life, you can give it to something else and create a life that is even bigger than the one that you have right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still a lot. I haven't gone out since the weekend I found out that I had herpes. Besides my every Sunday karaoke that I do with my 70-year-old friends, that's neither here nor there. But 70, <laughs> like seven zero? Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them is Santa. Grows his beard out. Yeah. He's Santa, like dead ass Santa. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to let's let's make an agreement. Let's do this again in a year. Oh shoot. Okay. You oh wanna my come gosh. back you wanna come back next November and let's let's see where you're at in a year. Because I'm gonna bet right now that you are even more successful, happier, healthier, and that you'll probably be in a relationship. Hopefully I won't be in this room anymore. I'm still living with my parents. So Okay. We're manifesting <laughs> that. We're we're putting it out into the ether. So I'm gonna see you in a year. And we're going to check in. But before I I let you go, I want to know what's a killer move? I'll just do like I'm out on a date with a guy. We get the bill. I always offer and cross my fingers that they say no, but like always offer to pay because I don't know if a lot of women do that. And then I still don't end up paying, but like still I'm like, I got it. Like, no. And they're like, no, your money's no, no good here. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? Do you want to split it? <laughs> and they're like, no. But you're yeah. like, good answer. Good answer. But I always offer. What is a killer date? Something that you can both show your personalities in. I'm all for dinner and drinks. That's fine. But I really like activities. Something where you can do an activity and still get to know each other. I like stuff like that a lot. And what kills a date? A date killer. When they show you their whole camera roll, like who's doing that? They're just so many, so many people. When they're just like, oh yeah, no, I did that like a few weeks ago. Look at that, or like yeah, no, when I was in college, I was in a frat, and like this is me in a frat. This is what I had to do when I was in a frat. I'm like, oh my god, that's so funny. And then I have to, like call my sister and be like, tell tell me that there's an emergency and that I have to come home. <laughs> Oh my God, that is wild. Okay. What is one thing in your self-love practice? I like dance parties like by myself. That's, I like moving my body, connecting with my energy. I love, that's what I love the most that I do. My little dance parties. That's awesome. That's the first time I've ever heard that. That's great. (laughs) Last but not least, I ask everyone this. What is the best love or dating advice you've ever received? Never love someone from your mood or needs or wants. Always love someone from your heart. What does that even mean? If just because you want something like just based on your mood, like if you're hungry or you're going to give them more attention versus when you are full, like you're not like don't love someone based on your moods, needs or, or wants just from your heart, like, cause you're going to be nicer to somebody if you want something from them or if you're yeah. mad at that, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Wow. Never heard that before. Cool. I love that. Sophie Miller, this like has been one. really dope. I so appreciate Thank your time you. and everything that you're doing. If people want more of you, how do they find you? Probably through TikTok or even my Instagram. I will um, link to it. I'll link to your oh, TikTok yeah. and your Instagram below. So okay. your links will be in the show notes. How about that? Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so, 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 so much. This was great. See you you in a year. Yes. No, I was going to say I will follow up on that. I really will. Good. I hope you do. (laughs) I will. But thank you so much for having me again. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, I am assuming that you did, in fact, like this episode. So this is the part where I ask you to please follow the show, subscribe to it, rate it five stars, and or leave me a comment. Fun fact, if you're listening on Spotify right now, you can actually leave comments on specific episodes. Fun. That said, I appreciate you regardless, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for listening, and see you next Tuesday.